Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Ooh, doggy! Welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we take another step closer to the divisional playoff. Bills, Bengals at Highmark Stadium. Mid-afternoon start, Steve. Mm. Going to be hard to wait that long. Nah. Um, we just started getting used to the mm. one o'clocks, and now yeah. we're going to three. I'm all right with it. I, I'm not complaining. It's just... Sometimes it's a little harder to the, wait that The long. problem is the other end. Oh, the you back know, end. The back talking. end. You know, it's, it's dark. At, it's dark, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be dark before the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of a bummer. But still. Um, have you looked at the weather forecast yet? I have not. I must admit. There I is a chance do. of snow. I've heard. Not a lot of measurable. Nothing significantly measurable i've heard these rumblings about yes, the snow thing 30 percent chance of snow on sunday and let me see if they have it down to the hours uh one o'clock is the peak chance for snow it appears um so yeah we shall see and there i think they're only saying like an inch or two so you were talking about yeah. a dusting you know this yeah, one snow globe yeah, action is like low of 39, high of 43. Is that what you're seeing? Wait, wait, hold on. If I got no, this right, I don't think you have the right this? day. What is this? I think no, it's only going to be about. No, it's the wrong city here. What's going what on? What are you doing over there? What are you doing? It's computer stuff it confuses and scares me. Well, we've yeah, tried we to go. help you with that. <laughs> we've tried. Yeah, okay, there we go. Now I'm back on this and back in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's typical January weather here. As a matter of fact, Think about last week's game. That was a slice of heaven. 38 degrees, sunshine, slice of blue heaven. skies. How often do we see blue skies here in January? Yeah. That just doesn't, that flat out doesn't happen. Yeah. It was You're lucky uh, if you see the sun once every couple of weeks. Right. It was a great day, fun game, uh, closer than what people thought. But I, you know, yeah. as I look back on it, I mean, it, <clears throat> the Bills, 
were the better team and showed it. Um, they kind of messed around. You know, the sack strip fumble was a huge play, and even then, after that, they came back and got a 10-point lead. Yeah, that if you look back on it from this end of it, it's like, eh, it was never really in doubt, even when they took the lead. So, yeah, it was a fun day, although people were nauseous over watching it. Well, they were wringing their hands a little oh bit. Gosh. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Absolutely. Uh, we, I tweeted it out yesterday late in the afternoon because the Wednesday injury report for the Bengals came out way late yesterday, significantly later than the Bills put theirs out. And not. I, I'll give you what the report says, and then I'll add a little bit more based on what some Bengals reporters we're talking about concerning some of their injured players. So Jonah Williams, the left tackle who went out with the dislocated kneecap Sunday night, did not practice yesterday. We should tell you that he also dislocated this kneecap back in week five and played the next week. So I don't know right. if we're ready to just definitively say the Bengals are going to be without their left tackle. We'll know more based on his availability in practice today. Then you have starting right guard Alex Kappa, who missed last week's game with an ankle injury. And according to reporters in Cincinnati, it is bad. One of the reporters said they saw the Bengals starting right guard on a scooter. Like he's got his leg up on it. You know, those push scooters oh, that yeah. those guys have where you, lay, where on you your put knee. your one leg on there you and you the push with the other knee. Yeah, yeah. So he's got one of those. He was seen in the locker room with that yesterday. That certainly doesn't bode well for his availability on Sunday. Um, And then the other injury that I think is slipping under the radar a bit is their dime defensive back, Trey Flowers. The Bengals don't play a ton of dime, but they play a little bit more than most teams these days. And Trey Flowers is their dime defensive back. He's their 6DB on the field. Uh, when they go to that package, he's got a hamstring injury, which, as we know, is difficult to come back from. So be interesting to see if he's not part of the equation. Do they scrap dime altogether as an option defensively? We know Luana Rumo, the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, likes to disguise coverage, mix pressures. He, he's big on variety. And you wonder if Trey Flowers is not available for Sunday's game and he has that taken away from him. Does Anarumo just scrap the dime package altogether or does he have a guy that he thinks could be a suitable replacement i'm not so sure that he does it's a good question uh anarumo's got his great anarumo is so good at adjustments and that's what everybody says if you if you're limited with your personnel you're limited with your adjustments as well uh that doesn't mean he can't scheme it up still uh but yeah these are these injuries uh for cincinnati are they have got to be concerning for them if kappa and jonah williams don't go They've already lost Lyle Collins, their right tackle. It's it's rough, and it's only been a few weeks. Like week fifteen is when the last guy. That's when played. the first guy went the first down. First guy and went then down. The next week, another guy goes down, and the next week, another guy. It's goes been three down. weeks, and they haven't had their five guys back on the field yet since. So it's and if anybody watched that Sunday night game, Ravens Bengals, after Jonah Williams went out, and now they had three, the equivalent of three backups in the game, they couldn't move the ball. Yeah. They couldn't run it, and they couldn't throw it. So right. the benefit for them is they have a whole week to get it all lined up right, right. and practice together. But they better have their they, silent count ready. Right. Jackson Carmen came in at left tackle. Who is right. Carmen is listed as a guard. 
Right. He played left tackle at Clemson. Actually protected Trevor Lawrence's blindside in college. So it's not like he's never played there. Of course, the NFL is a little bit different animal than playing it in the ACC. But he has snaps there, I guess. You would say, yeah, he's not a foreigner to the, lining up with his hand on the, yeah. or, you know, out there on the left side. So yeah, y- exactly. And he's, you know, in the SEC, he's going to go against some pretty quality ACC, opponents. ACC, yeah. Oh, that's right, ACC. So he's gone against some pretty, really good opponents at that level. So yeah, they're not going to be bereft of somebody to actually line yeah. up out there. I'm, I'm just very curious. And we talked to Bengals radio color analyst Dave Lapham, who is a former offensive lineman of the Bengals, number one, on our podcast this week, Bills by the Numbers, which is out, by the way, if you want to check it out. And we had an interesting discussion with him. He is really concerned about who they're going to have available on the offensive line because he thinks it is a problem, and it's his anticipation. They're going to have to keep a tight end in to chip and a ba- and a back to chip at times. And he said the key here is – if Buffalo's front four can get pressure against their five and they have to keep extra people in, it's advantage Buffalo because now you're dropping seven into coverage against what amounts to four, maybe five guys out in routes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to take advantage of it if it's there. Uh, if you're Buffalo, you've got you've to make them pay for that. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So we'll see what the Thursday injury report holds for the Bengals, probably not until late in the day again, because they're not in any hurry to get that out, it seems. Practice, as far as the Bills are concerned, and we should tell you that practice Bills practice updates are presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. The news is pretty good on this front because we saw Daquan Jones back out there practicing again today. Uh, He was limited yesterday, and he was a new addition with a calf injury on the injury report. First time I've seen him on the injury report all season long. Better news on Isaiah McKenzie, a full participant in practice yesterday, coming off the hamstring injury that kept him out of last week's game against the Dolphins. So he is certainly trending up, and it'll be interesting to see if the Bills decide to go with five receivers on the active roster and that's it. Or if they elevate John Brown again this week and go with six. Right. They haven't had more than five for the better part of the last six weeks. For the first time in a long time, they've actually got six healthy receivers. Are they going to dress six? That's what I'm curious to see. Because yeah. it hasn't been more than five the last six weeks yeah. due, due to numbers and injuries. Right. And, and other considerations, too. I mean, um, special teams is always a, a, a thing. Naheem Hines being the return guy gives them an extra roster spot, although one less, I guess, because then you've got Naheem Hines playing mostly special teams, maybe a handful of offensive snaps, yeah, and Taiwan Jones as a running back. So now you got four running backs with Singletary, You're not even counting Gilliam. Cook, yeah, and Gilliam. It's five. That's five. So if you go five running backs. That's why they only dress two tight ends, though, because Gilliam can kind of sure. double there. Yes, Exactly. But still, I mean, you run out of spots pretty quickly. Yeah. When, you, when you've got five running backs done, two of them are special teams mostly, and then you've got, what, what are you going to get, six, five receivers, maybe six? Yeah. It's, I think it's a question of snaps. So if you think John Brown is only going to get ten snaps on offense, 
is that worth more to you than 20 snaps for Taiwan Jones on special teams? Right. You know, so you have to – that's what they weigh out every week. Well, how, often, how much are we going to use him? Well, we think we'll use him this much. And, you know, they just kind of weigh that out. So I'm curious to see what direction they go in there. Um, so if they go, especially with the way Shakir has flashed of late, Steve, I mean, he essentially plays the same position as McKenzie. Are you doubling up there? I know McKenzie can do other things around the line of scrimmage, jet sweeps, those kinds of things. He can line up in the backfield and do some stuff for you there too. But with what Shakir has done the last two weeks, I'm very curious to see what the breakdown is in terms of the decisions they make, because I mean, let's not make any mistake with this either. Cole Beasley showed up two last week. Two big – I know he only had two receptions, but both of them were big. One was for a touchdown. The other one went for a catch and run at 29 yards. I mean, that's right. not – and, you know, I love Isaiah, but Beasley is more sure-handed than him. He just flat out is. So it's great that McKenzie's healthy. I just wonder if he's up this week. Eight running, eight eight offensive linemen, two quarterbacks, five running backs, two tight ends. That's seventeen guys. Not counting linemen. No, eight OL. Oh, you you counted eight offensive offensive linemen, two quarterbacks. Yeah, five running backs, two tight ends. So that's, like I said, that's seventeen guys. So if you go twenty, and if you got three special teamers, that's twenty. Ten defensive backs. Five linebackers and eight defensive linemen. That's eighteen. That's twenty-six there. Yeah, and, and only and only seventeen. Yeah, they usually dress five linebackers because they have three on special teams. That gives them some. That gives them like two or three guys to play with. They could have. They could go. Yeah. What my point is, my point is they could go with five wide receivers if they wanted. Maybe six. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting juggling act because it is every week, especially when you're relatively healthy. Jordan Phillips, we saw back out there practicing as well today. He was limited yesterday with the shoulders. You know, he didn't play last week. They decided to give that nagging shoulder injury a break. We'll see what the plan is for him this week. Um, Because you have guys in reserve on the practice squad like Brandon Bryant, Ilianku, who was called up last week when Phillips was down. I wonder what kind of DT they would choose to replace Jordan Phillips. You may want a guy with a little more pass rush. Ilianku made sense last week because I think they were expecting the Dolphins to run the tar out of the ball, knowing they had a third-string quarterback starting. So I understood that move. This week with Burrow, you may want a guy that gives you a little more pass rush, which would be Brandon Bryant, I would think. This is all assuming... Phillips doesn't play. If Phillips is good to go, then that's a moot point. But I would think what you're looking for there is a little more pass rush, knowing how much the Bengals are going to throw the thing. Right? I mean, that's right. the way I would lean. Yeah. Um, the Bengals don't run it as as well as people might think they do. Um, so I don't know how much of how afraid you are of that. Plus, if you're going to play complimentary football, the Bills are, the Bills are going to throw it. And if you know, if if they're if the Bills go out and and light it up, the Bengals are going to have to keep up with it, and that means yeah. throwing it, not running it. 
um, I'm with you. I, and maybe maybe it did, instead of four D tackles or you go with three and go with five defensive ends with knowing that one or two of them may slide down inside on passing downs. You know what I mean? Take the rotation that way. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. I I found I found this quote, you know, I'm cruising around and doing research for the game and whatever. Saw this quote from Jamar Chase yesterday. Just want to get your thoughts on it. He says, we'll get to see what we really are in this game. People already know what we're capable of. They've got a good defense, but their offense is what holds them up. They live through their offense. They have good players on defense. They've got DBs that stand out. They'll be good matchups, but this is going to be an offensive game. The offense will have to put up points on both sides if you want to get a victory. That's the main goal. That's Jamar Chase's take on this game. Now, you could create a little bulletin board material there if you wanted for the defense that this guy thinks they're just going to come out and light him up, put points on the board. Um, I don't think he meant anything derogatory by it. I think he was just of the opinion that these are two teams who have offenses that carry them to victories. And after you watch last week's tape where – the Bills escape with a 34-31 victory. I could understand why you would think that way if you're Jamar Chase. Although the defense got put in ridiculous circumstances well, got, last week. And to, in my opinion, as I stated earlier in the week, the defense ended up closing out the game. They well, won the game they gave for the up Bills. 24 points. The offense gave up seven of them. Oh, right. Fumble return so for They gave touchdown. up 24 points to the Correct. Dolphins. Um, and. 18 of them were on short fields because yeah, of 18 turnovers. off turnovers. They yeah. gave it they gave it to them on the 18-yard line, the 38-yard line, and I mean, the 23-yard line. So the de- the defense did pretty well. Um so that yeah, he's right. Uh he's right in a lot of ways. We've all looked at these two quarterbacks and the weapons that they have and the way the Bills have been scoring points and and the Bengals what they're capable of as we've seen them. Uh, he's right. Everybody does kind of have this idea that this may be a, a track meet. Um, and the Bills' defense is good. Compared to the, compared to the Cincinnati defense, the Bills is better in, a lot, in some ways. Not significantly skyrocketing ahead better. No, they're very close in a lot of ways. Yes. But, the, but against a dilapidated offensive line of Cincinnati, it tilts in Buffalo's favor. So he may be right. But you're – I – Anytime there's that long of a quote from a player on the other team, it it draws eyeballs. Because mm-hmm. the best way to handle situations like this is just is to shut up. Because <laughs> anything you say can be construed or taken out of context and stuck right up on the bulletin board, and those guys will have, you know, the other team has fire coming out of its ears. They're so hot. You know, it's just the way it is. You just, the best plan is just to be quiet. Yeah. I get it. These guys can't help themselves. They're awfully confident. You remember they were chi- they, they were be. they were I mean, chirping. I, yes, they, were they were chirping back in week seventeen. Yes, they. You were. remember that? Yes, they were. They're going to. We're in. no underdog to anybody. I wouldn't. We're the top dog in the AFC. You remember Joe Mixon saying that? Yeah, and that that game started out to be a little. It was a little chippy. I oh thought. yeah, they were. Yeah, the Hendrickson leg whip yeah, at the leg Josh whip after at Josh. the play. Um, all of that stuff. Hayden Hurst cleaning out. Taron yeah. Johnson on a block and then right. hitting him again after he was on the ground. On the ground. Um, yeah. Yes. There was I didn't appreciate stuff. that. There was some of that going on, yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
It has a chance to be like that. I think it might be. Maybe. I think it might be. Um, so those are your practice updates. We should go around the league now here briefly. As we tell you around the NFL, presented by Collider Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are going across the pond next year, Steve. Stop. They've got a game in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is the one that the Bills Stadium is modeled, modeled after. after. It's a, it's a, the new stadium the we're new, talking the, about. The new one, the new one that's going to be built. Um, interesting. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. Let's get a look at it, you know. It's it's pretty sick. I know. It's pretty nice. I've told it? you a few things They've about it. They've got like a 150-foot bar that they overlooks have the biggest the bar walk that you can see the game while you're standing at the bar. Yeah. The reason like why. Like live the game, not, yeah. a, not a screen. It's like you're looking in the field. The main reason why is you can't bring beer back to your seat that's in t- Europe. That's totally Buffalo right there, man. Come on. Let's um, go. <laughs> but in some of the suites there, they have the refillable cup. You put the I cup saw, down yeah. on the on the cup stand, and there's a there's a plug a gasket, in the bottom, yeah. and you hit the button, and it refills your beer from the bottom of the glass, and then the the plug retracts, and you got a full beer. You didn't even move. Is Boom that, diggity! Is that pure gluttony or what? That is, I'm <laughs> all about it. And then the other cool thing about, about that it. stadium is, the football, the American football field, is a turf field. The soccer field is a grass pitch, and it literally rotates out. Yeah. So it separates, and there's a conveyor totally, belt underneath. Totally Jetsons. And it comes yeah. up, and the yeah. turf field all of a sudden meet is George, there. Yeah, it's totally meet George Jetson. So the soccer field is not the same field that they play American yeah. football games on. It's a turf field for that. It's If you've ever seen the mechanics behind it, it's like, it's stupid. Yeah. Like, just the engineering involved. It is an absolute masterpiece of a stadium. Um, they have that giant uh, catwalk thing over one end. It's it's like it's kind of like that thing they have in New York City, the edge, where oh, you I've can walk there. out. I've been there. It's similar to that in Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium at one end yeah, of the be, top you, rim. you got to be okay with heights doing it. You can walk out there doing that. Mm. It's pretty sick. Um, but yeah, that's where we know the Bills will play in Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The last time they played there was in Wembley because Tottenham Hotspur Stadium had not been built yet. It was being built at that time, but it wasn't finished. And so they will play at the brand spanking new venue where NFL games are staged in London. Don't know who yet. We don't know who they're going to play. Jacksonville seems obvious. Don't know if that's right. But here's the thing. Jacksonville's home stadium. Sorry, do we play Jacksonville? Ja- we do play Jacksonville okay. next year, and it is one of our home games. But so I guess it's possible. But Jacksonville usually plays as a home p- team in London, and when they do that, they play in Wembley. I'm not saying that rules Jacksonville out, but it does make it interesting. Yeah. And there were a number, and there are a number of teams on Buffalo's home schedule this year who played in Europe last year. So I don't know if they want to send one of those teams back to back overseas. And we had been talking about this for some time, Steve, because we knew the league stipulates that every NFL club 
has to play at least one international game every eight years. Well, 2023 is year eight from the last time the Bills played over there, which was back in 2015 when they did play Jacksonville at Wembley. So it was a it was a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of who and when, and we'll know more of that. Actually, we'll probably know that date before we know the rest of the Bills schedule when it's released in May because they usually announce right. the NFL yeah, Europe games, dates, opponents, and times prior to the full release of a team right. schedule. But that's usually like April, a couple of days before, not, not like months. Might be April, late April maybe, maybe, right before the draft or something. I don't know why that's sticking in my head. I could maybe. be wrong. But we'll know that date probably before any of the others for here and on the road for Buffalo's 2023 schedule. Still pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Jaguars, Chiefs, Patriots, Titans are also hosting NFL international games in 2023. So I think because of that, Steve, so all those teams are losing home games. Jags, so Chiefs, I think Patriots, it's safe. Titans, and yeah, Bills. so I think it's safe to say the Bills are not playing the Jaguars for their right. Europe game. They're not playing the Chiefs, who are also on their schedule for their Europe game. And they're not playing the Patriots, who are on their schedule for a Europe game. Right. Because all of those teams are hosting. So that leaves the Giants, and they played in Europe just last year. Tampa, they played in Germany just last year. Um, Las no, Vegas yeah. played over there just last mm-hmm. So did Denver. Could be the Cowboys. Might be the Cowboys. Wow. The Cowboys. Wow. Wow, yeah. That would be a wow. That would be kind of a wow. That would be a wow game. Especially, especially if they meet in the Super Bowl. Woo! Yeah, and you know the Chiefs are hosting a game over there, so it's probably not them. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. We uh, saw some NFL coaching news around the league, one of which was Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada is going to return as OC, which I think is a good thing for Kenny Pickett more than anything else. So no change there. However, within their own division, there will be change. One year left on Baltimore offensive coordinator Greg Roman's contract. He has stepped down as offensive coordinator, according to reports. So how much do you believe that is tied to what Lamar Jackson's future is there in Baltimore? Does that help them get him back under contract, or do you think it hurts them? Wow. Greg Roman, he built an offensive system around Lamar Jackson. I think it hurts. I think it hurts the future. If they sign him, Greg Roman, Greg Roman, his ability to design a run game was second to none. It was absolutely the key ingredient to Lamar's MVP season. And that's not the only place he's done it, Steve. He did it here in Buffalo. They led the league in rushing two years in a row. He did it in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. They led the league in rushing. If there's something going on behind the scenes with the coaching step with John Harbaugh and saying, listen, we need need to step it up in the passing. They want to do that. And Lamar's clamoring. say, hey, you got to let me throw the football and get me some weapons and all that. If they're clamoring to do that, and to me, Pittsburgh fans, Cincinnati fans, and Cleveland fans are doing cartwheels because they're a tough team to beat with Lamar doing that running right. offense like they have been. But let's be honest. With where this 
league is going, that does limit you as an offense, that approach. I think you can only, uh, to me, the Ravens and the Titans are kind of the same animal. You can only go so far with that kind of offensive football in this league. Can you get, are you good enough to get to the playoffs? Yes. Are you winning the whole enchilada with that approach? No. I don't think you are. Not against the best. And defenses. I think the Baltimore Ravens realize that. Yeah. And that's that's my belief as to why those two if, parties are parting if ways. If they're decided that, that means no Lamar. Does it? Yes. He can't throw it well enough not to well, run that I, offense. I, I would agree with that. But do they do they believe they can find someone who and can I'll say make this, him a better passer? And I say this too. Um, I heard some people call in, you know, all, all the radio stuff I listen to. I listen to talk radio, sports radio a lot, it, this just in. And you've got people coming in saying, hey, the, the Ravens didn't help him out. He doesn't have any, doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't, I'm like, yeah, you know why he doesn't have any weapons? Because he can't throw. Free agent wide receivers aren't going there to be a run blocker. You think Steph Diggs is going to go put, put a neck roll on and block for Lamar? <laughs> neck roll. Are you kidding it. me? <laughs> Nobody wants to play there as a wide receiver because it's a running offense. Yeah. You don't get targets. You don't get opportunity. You don't get scheme for. Your number doesn't get called. Not unless you're Mark Andrews. Right? So why um, they can't? They either have to draft a guy like that, which they are doing that. Well, they did with Rashad Bateman. He was a first-round pick. And he's hurt because, you and know why? Hurt. Probably what? Run blocking? No, I'm, just, I'm teasing. But, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But that's the thing. <laughs> Maybe. They... And also not giving him anything. They built their entire franchise around. Don't tell me this. They didn't give him anything. They gave him everything. They sold out for him. Yeah. They changed everything for him. Coaching, roster, wide receiver roster, defensive roster, philosophy. Everything was changed for Lamar. Don't give me this stuff. They didn't give him anything. And now they, their offensive coordinator says, I'm out. Well, you, you have to believe there's got to be a difference of philosophy there. Maybe John Harbaugh and the other powers that be believe that this offense has to be taken in a different direction if they're going to compete with I the agree. best teams in the conference. Look at all the quarterbacks that are left. I agree. They all throw the tar out of the ball. Lamar's not that guy. He's not, but he's not right now. Maybe in some way they believe they have a coordinator that can make him look better i mean how bad did trevor lawrence look last year i get it and now look at how good he looks with doug peterson this year i think baltimore is going to be on the hunt for somebody like that in the hopes they can fix lamar and then franchise lamar make him better make him happy and then sign him to a long-term deal after next year okay that's my guess as to what their plan is good luck well i i would say the same because he still can't throw outside the numbers we have to take a break here But when we come back, we're going to be joined by this week's legend of the game. And it's a goodie. Eric Moltz, coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.